Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds of heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Bow down to your sunbelt overlords as they raid America's favorite G5s. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Surf Turf Savant. And with me, as always, is AJ... It all started with a blocked field goal in 07. Martese. Come on, man. You knew it was coming. Today, we're continuing our 2023 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Sunbelt Prospects. Hashtag Funbelt. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. The Sun Belt. It went from laughing stock of the G5s to maybe the best conference in all the land. Hey, Jay. It's pretty remarkable how how they turned it around, Rob. It might not be the best in terms of NFL talent, but I think it is the most entertaining of the G5s, and I include the American in that. I mean, they're they're in a better position than the American is going forward, right? Yeah, and they, they obviously... Uh, well, I mean, like we talked about last episode, the American did pull UAB, UTSA, um, I don't know, other teams. I can't remember now. It, we recorded uh, so long ago. So long ago. Uh, but... The Sun Belt pulls in Marshall, mm-hmm. which is like kind of the crown jewel of the uh, of the Kuza. Yeah. And they bring in Southern Miss, who maybe on paper doesn't look that great, but it's a program with a lot of uh, history. And when they're good, it's a big deal mm-hmm. in, uh, in Mississippi. And uh, so adding those two, I think, on top of the emergence of Coastal Carolina – Louisiana, uh, obviously, App State's been there. App State like even, built that conference. Yeah, and, but even like Georgia State's a big like becoming something and being with, they're not be, like Georgia's obviously run by the the Bulldogs, but 
Georgia Tech being nothing, like Georgia State could start to pick up some under-recruited kids in that conference. They bring in James Madison from the FCS. who powerhouse. Exactly. Um, South Alabama's kind of trending in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a super interesting, fun conference. Coastal Carolina's kind of the headliner of the fun. App State's the the true and true improving program. Um, Billy Napier's gone at Louisiana, but like I don't think they're going to fall off a ton just because it's such a talent-rich state. Mm-hmm. The Sun Belt, to me, has become the most fun G5. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, Rob. Especially when you factor in, like, since, he, since he's leaving the American. Yeah. Houston's nope. leaving the American. Yeah. So. They're their best position going forward in the G5, I think. Yeah. Uh, the American's kind of built around newer programs uh, that might not have the same lasting power. Mm-hmm. Um, like, App State's proven through multiple coaching changes how talented they are yeah so i don't know i'm just i'm just uh rambling now uh the last three nfl drafts the sun belt has had six p- players drafted in 22 four in 2021 seven in 2020 i think that number is gonna continue to rise uh i don't know if it'll compete with the mountain west but um Certainly, I think it'll. It's kind of been on par with the Kuza in recent years, and I think certainly going forward, you'll see a a, for, uh, a far yeah bigger uh, distance between the two. Disparity, there it is. Um, <laughs> it's surprising that the Mountain West is. I don't know. I mean, it's a good conference, but West Coast bias. You ever heard of it? I think that Sun Belt's on the up and up, taking them over. I. I, okay. I didn't know how to transition. You're leaving me there. Such no, I don't know. You just start talking about the prospects if you want. Okay, quarterback. We we got a good one. How good? Let's discuss. But clearly the top dog in the conference is Grayson Smitty McCall himself, baby. So I think it, it, Grayson McCall's a really interesting conversation because I think there's a bit of a straw man argument happening on draft Twitter right now with him. Okay, I don't pay attention to draft Twitter. Do you t- tell me the straw man, Rob? I don't know. I just constantly see people on draft Twitter like tweeting, "He's he's not a first round pick." Well, okay, <laughs> I, and, and like saying like he I, I don't know he's not good. Um, be, and like people who think he's a first round pick haven't watched the tape and things of that nature, but. I don't think anyone said that. I don't think so either. Like, we've seen about six quarterbacks frequently mentioned as the six who could go be in that first-round conversation. Obviously, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and then a handful of others. He's never in that conversation. No, he's not. I think, I think like, more so the, the, the driving argument conversation with him is, is he the best G5 quarterback prospect? We haven't got to the American yet, but... So far, he is. He is so far. Um, he's a late day three prospect to me. I think he's like, I think he could be like a early mid day three by the end of the process here. I like um, this one a lot. He's very. The other thing is like he might not come out. He's a retro junior. Yeah. I don't know. I just I've already so annoyed with the the discourse on him uh, on Twitter. You gotta you gotta get out of there. 
I know, it's just so like the 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 constant like no one will say anything and someone will tweet like Grayson McCall's not actually good. It's a terrible. Who are you arguing with? Stop. Grayson McCall's a really fun college quarterback who runs a really fun offense for Jamie Chadwell, and has proven maybe he's not a first round quarterback, but his combo to me, his combo of decision making, uh, mechanics, and poise kind of. At least get you interested in him as a day three quarterback. I think he's the most accurate quarterback we've seen so far, and I probably would say he's more accurate than anyone in the ACC too. Um, AAC, sorry, not ACC. I, I just I love his ball placement. I think he just knows where to place it, and like he, he's constantly doing. It. It's I mean you see it on deep throws, but it's consistent on the under on the underneath throws, the stakes throws. I, I like that. And he's got the ability to spin the ball. I'm not saying he's got like a. A big time arm, but it checks the box. I think that that's good enough. Um, like you'll see the consistent, you know, throws to the wide side of the field where he's driving it to the sticks nicely. Um, and then yeah, like you said, you combine that with athleticism. Like I don't think you're like on the next level. You're designing a bunch of runs to him or anything, but he's got that slipperiness, the playmaking ability in him, and like you said, the poise and the ability to run that offense. He's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he reminds me a bit of like a Marcus Mariota, where he's. A very yeah. smooth athlete. He really puts the ball in conflict. Yep. His arm strength's not going to blow you away or anything, but he gets the ball out on time. He's got a clean throwing stroke. Navigates the pocket well. Like his feet are pretty clean. He yeah. can do. He can make some throws out of structure. There are a couple throws. I, I think it was the Buffalo game, where he's kind of on the move off platform and he and he puts it on the guy. And, and he he makes a crazy amount of throws while he's like falling or getting tackled. Like he's, yeah, he's so zoned into that. Yeah. Like, to call him a first-round pick, I don't think anyone's doing that. But to see a world where he's a fourth-round pick, I yeah. think, is totally fair. Yep. Uh, and right now, uh, I think pretty clearly, again, we haven't gotten to the American, but I don't, I'm not expecting Ben Bryant or uh, Clayton Toon to there's be Clayton, that much better than there's him. There's Clayton Toon stands out there, though. I know that. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you, Tanner Mordecai is actually <laughs> the, the best. Um, but I don't know. I, I think part of it is... We've seen a lot. Grayson McCall play a lot of football. He's playing in a kind of a Mickey Mouse scheme in that spread option. Uh, like, is he making full field reads? No. no. Uh, I I even here to argue Hopkins at UAB makes plays in a far more real offense. Yeah. Um. But, but like, so so few quarterbacks like like every fucking quarterback that comes out has that knock. Now. I know. Like it doesn't matter. Like it used to. Uh, and it matters a lot less when we're talking about day three guy, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think so. Grayson McCall's, at worst, he looks like a long-term NFL backup. Yeah. Like, he's what Mark Mariota was with the Raiders or the Falcons. Maybe with the Falcons. I yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good a good comp for him, especially, like you said, playing style and whatnot. No, I think that's good. Um, I think the pieces are there. Now, I, I don't know how high the ceiling is or anything, but... I think when push comes to shove, we could see, hear his name called, um, you know, in the fourth round. I, I agree with you. Um, and again, he still has a whole other year of eligibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, two really, right? But he's yeah, I guess te- technically. Yeah, but he's yeah. yeah. Two. Wait, wait. Uh, three technically doesn't. <laughs> he's. I think. I think he's technically a redshirt junior. Yes. He this is. year. Yeah. Yeah. So this so, year, next year, I can't. Year, I, can't fi- I can't figure it out. This year, next sure. year, in a COVID year. But anyways, that doesn't matter. It's... 
And he'll use all three. <laughs> Imagine. He'll, be, he'll have the most total offense in college football history. I, I think you got to get off draft Twitter because Grayson McCall is a fun football player playing for a very fun school and for a program that's out of nowhere in a, in a conference that doesn't put that many quarterbacks in the NFL. That's all fun. Just, just enjoy it. Tyler Thigpen made the NFL. Okay, well, Thigpen um, was sick too. So the, the second best quarterback in this conference is Chase Bryce. Speak for yourself, but all right. Who's yours? Uh, Cameron Peoples playing Wildcat. No, I'm just kidding. I, I no, I think Bryce is the second best. Wait, for, you should have said Frank Gore Jr. playing Wildcat because they actually had to do that. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, I like. I think Bryce is like the most. Yeah, Bryce is the second best. I I fuck with Darren Granger though. There's something there, but I think Bryce is the second best. He's a fun quarterback. He's fun. Yeah, Chase, Chase Bryce looks like an NFL QB. He's like yeah. he's six three two thirty five. I think he's got he's got a better arm than Grayson McCall. Um, there's, he throws a nice not deep as, ball. There's lots of arc yeah, he on does. It. He throws a nice deep ball. Yeah, yeah, he he can kind of launch that thing. Yeah. Uh, he always but has. He, I mean, his, his issue is going back to Duke. Not when he's at Clemson, he peaked there. Um, Decision making, kind of sporadic accuracy, but yeah. the the NFL tools are there. He'll be in a camp. Um. <laughs> David Cutcliffe, yeah, like, he's got like, you know, the Clemson pedigree, the David Cutcliffe, like everything's going to work. He's got all the pedigree. Yeah, he's gonna, everything's going to work. Out. But he, he, he's a sixth year. Um, yeah. yeah D- Darren Granger's a fun college quarterback. He uh, transferred from Furman to Georgia State, was huge for Sean Elliott last year. That program's trending in the right direction. Uh, he doesn't really, he, he's a good athlete, doesn't turn the ball over a ton. They don't like throw the ball a ton in general. But Yeah, but he hucks it deep. I, I think that's, I think it was the bowl game, right? Like the first two deep shots, and it was just a lot of deep shots. I think that was a lot of fun just watching that game, because you don't—I don't know—you throw on these G five quarterbacks, and you don't see too many guys just ripping it. And that's—I like, don't know. I think the arm is decent. He's got another guy, nice arc. The accuracy's hit and miss, but um, yeah, good athletes. Like I think he's a guy that's kind of maybe like faster than quick. He's like a long strider, but no, he's fun. The funky release—I I don't know. There's like you said, they don't throw too much, but Darren Granger's fun. Yeah, this 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 conference has running backs. Yeah, this conference does got running backs. Who's and your, I think I think the top guy is a is a question though. Yeah, I was gonna say there's I think there's two guys in contention. Agreed. They both kind of graded out for the same the same for me. So whoever you uh, go with, I'll go with the other one. I went with Rashin Ali of Marshall. I'm gonna it's perfect. Cause I'm gonna go with my guy Cameron Peoples. And I, in my rankings, I literally have it alley people's like of the every neck- running back we've watched so far. Yeah, like I, they are, yeah. but they're completely different. They're both yeah, they are. They're both really fucking good. They're, though. They're, so the, they're intre- They're both kind of this one cut style, but Ali's this one cut, and he can he can hit that top yeah. speed really fast. Yeah. He's a very legit burst. Like, yeah, very explosive runner. Yeah, people's is more like this big old horse with yeah. big time contact balance, but um. He, he has this weird upright style. He reminds me a little bit of Latavius Murray. Uh, oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, he's more he's more physical, whereas Ali's more twitch, explosive. Yeah, but Ali's, like, pretty rugged, too. Like, he's, I, I agree. Yeah, with he him. can bang between tackles. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think, like, Ali's really complete, I feel like. He's, like, you know, that, that legit burst. The vision's good. Like, it, it, he's going to see it, he's going to hit it, and he's gone. Like, he's two, two, years, just, two, two years younger, theoretically, as well. Uh, Richard one? sophomore, pe- people's Richard senior. Oh, is he Richard? I thought he was Richard uh, junior. Anyways, um, oh no, he's senior. You're right. Yeah, 
Um, like, yeah, smooth and agile. And and plus, I think this is the big difference if you want to push Clemson shot between them. People's caught two balls last year. Uh, Ali caught 46. Ali's a lot more natural pass catcher. People's doesn't have a ton of opportunity to do mm. it. But, yeah. And I, I think he's got, like, he's good eyes in pass pro, too. And he's, he's willing, Ali, that is. So, yeah, I, I think I think both dudes were looking at, like, kind of, like, day three, t- earlier side of day three right now. Um, but, yeah, and then you got Peoples, you know, he's, he's, he's that hot. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm talking a lot. Go ahead. No, 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 you go. Okay, he's, you know, like you said, he's the upright style, 6'2", 225. And then he's just fucking running dudes over. He just runs hard, but then he's got that explosiveness, too, like that, the high, uh, the big-time yards per carry. And then he's got, you know, the bounce abilities, can work between the tackles, going to drag dudes at the goal line. The, the contact balance is so good. I, I think I would like to see his vision improve some because sometimes it's just kind of like he sees a hole, bounces, there's nothing there. Um decent e pass pro and then like you like we just talked about the the, the pass production is it's just not there but i think both these dudes kind of like that fourth fifth round range right now i i, I, I like them yeah I, th- I think ali is just such a higher ceiling people's i think will be in the nfl as a, a backup kind of yeah. pound it physical change of pace latavius murray-esque i, I think ali, you should hang, hang a long time as that position sorry to jump on yeah you. yeah and I think Ali's got another level he could he could yeah. really reach. Like this is his first year as like that true starter. I do want to uh, be better protecting the football. Um, I yeah. want to see him be more consistent uh, as a tackle breaker too. Um, yeah. yeah. He he very much leans I think on hitting that top gear. Uh, yeah. One of two things. I, I need him to kind of either be to become a more elusive open field runner or. A more consistent with his contact balance mm, yeah. Um, to kind of reach that level. And, I mean, his head coach, Charles Huff, has coached guys like Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris. Uh, so I, I kind of expect that level up to happen. I, I think that that open field of loose nifts. I, I just feel like he's got such – I mean, he sees it and hits it and it's gone. But, like, I think he's just got such a great feel. Because, like, sometimes he's, like – it's just instinctual at the neck. Like, I, I agree with you. It's like he's not making too many guys miss. But, like – I think he's got the feel, and I think it's it's gonna come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the two really really good backs. Is there anyone else that you really uh, got excited about? I think Nate Noel is pretty interesting. All right, that's. Did you have a draftable on him? No. Okay. Go no, 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 no. Sorry, those the 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 big two are my two draftables. Yeah, me, me too. Um, Nate Noel's my third. Okay. And he he's obviously him and Peoples kind of split the load. They complement yeah. each other perfectly. Yeah. Where Peoples is massive, Nate Noel is very small, but he's very quick. He's a, a open field jitterbug who just rips off chunk run after chunk run. I've seen there's always just loaded at running back. Yeah, the, the, uh, I was watching the bowl game, and it's their like fourth string sixth year running back who's also still going back to school. Who I kept thinking was Nate Noel when I was watching Peoples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was it, like Noel got hurt in the game, so this guy was coming in, and he has over a thousand career rushing yards too, and he's their fourth string running back. <laughs> yeah. um, but Noel's just five ten, one eighty five, and, and so for him to kind of take that NFL leap, I, to satellite backs obviously his way into the NFL, so be, becoming more involved as a pass catcher. Apsi doesn't use them that much though. No, they don't. So it's kind of hard to break through there. But uh, I thought he was pretty interesting. It surprises me, too, because you think that they would. I don't know. Chase Bryce is kind of like, I don't know. It feels like a guy that could get, I guess he just doesn't use his fucking running backs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't have anyone that really caught my eye. I thought, like, uh, Jameis Williams' story is kind of funny because, like. The, the 
Former corner at South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Now he's playing running back. He's 5'9", 185. You can kind of see some of that like SEC movement ability Speed, to him. Yeah. yeah. Like he's decent burst. No, he's he's compact and quick footed now. Yeah. yeah, but but him and uh, their other running back Greg, they complement each other really well mm-hmm. too, like a thunder mm-hmm. and lightning. Um, with James Madison jumping to the Sun Belt, I think they're they're interesting guys. Percy Aggie Obesi, who Jai, I'm not sure. Yeah, sorry for the terrible pronunciation. Yep, go ahead. Sir. S- sixth year, who missed last year uh, with an injury, but. Ran for like twelve hundred yards two years ago or something mm-hmm. or three years ago. Yeah, he he's got a really nasty jump cut. I don't have draftable on him, but well built too. Uh, yeah, he looks like an NFL running back. And Pitts run, running back AJ Davis transferred into James Madison too, so they could have a good one-two punch. There's just a lot of interesting like maybe not draftable running backs, but guys to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Chris Smith at Louisiana is due to kind of break out too. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And at minimum, he's an interesting kick returner. Um, going to wide receiver now? Yeah, I, I thought it was a little slim. I wonder if I, 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 I had like five undrafted guys who were like, oh, okay, if the, a couple things break, right. <laughs> but I do have one draftable. Okay, who, who's your top guy here? Ali Jennings at Old Dominion's a, a, just a true playmaker. I, I, got um, him, I got him behind Sam Pinkney because I love Sam Pinkney. But yeah, go ahead, sorry. So Jennings was a West Virginia transfer. Yeah. Uh, last year, first year at Old D, goes for over a thousand yards, and it's just he he makes some crazy fifty fifty contested mm-hmm. circus catch type plays. Just incredible catch radius and body control for a six two two hundred pound guy. He's also playing a different speed off the line of scrimmage. Like his, his release and route running aren't like de- like refined, but his quickness is noticeable with both. Uh, he can stretch the field a little bit. He'll drop some of the layup catches. That's where I really need him to improve. But he he's a very interesting he's, late day three type. He's just a true yeah. junior too, right? I uh, redshirt junior. Redshirt junior. Okay. Uh, fucking eligibility is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> like fuck. it is. Um, I still like Sam Pinkney, the, the dude coming over to Coastal Carolina. I think that's a fun transfer. I think he's gonna break big this year with, with Grace McCall. Like he's got that, you know, six four two fifteen, that big body, that jump ball dude. But like good athlete too, I think that he should be a big breakout with those. So. His play just dropped off so much last year that yeah, yeah. I, I gotta wait and see. But yeah, he's my the number talent, two. The talents all, day. yeah, I, I totally they, agree. I don't have draftable on him, but the talents all. They day. were just throwing, they were just throwing him like screens and doing nothing. But yeah. Two years ago, he really flashed really strong hands and and uh, contested catch abilities. A true like ball getting X. I just figure like what they need pass catchers, you know, Kylie and and. Um, Whoa, I'm blanking on the tight end. Likely gone. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I just feel like Chadwell's going to get him going. Well, it was a really smart transfer move by him. Oh, I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, after those two, I had Chris Thornton, another James Madison guy who's just a little six-year, but interesting. VMI transfer. Just 5'8", 179, but very uh, dynamic. Uh, can stretch the field, make plays after the catch. I think he's an interesting kind of slot gadgety guy. Mm-hmm. They do a good job force feeding him the ball. Their other receiver transferred to South Carolina. Oh, that's kind of cool. Who he had twelve? I forget his name. He had twelve hundred yards last year, and South Carolina brought him and the Arkansas State's uh, star receiver, and I forget his name too. But South Carolina transfer you, baby. Yeah, they are. That kind of. Are. And what? then after those three, I got Marcel Barbie and Jalen Wayne. Um, you okay. 
nothing no one really come out. We want to move to tight end. Speaking of Ali Jennings, uh, Old Dominion's other playmaker is, I think, kind of the only one, maybe the most interesting tight end we've talked about so far. He's, uh, he's, Zach he's, Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion, a Penn State transfer, who's six eight. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty fun that they got those two playmakers. He's just like that massive frame, like moves like he's what two forty five ish, and he moves pretty well for a dude. Like he's usually when you got dudes that big, it's just like a you know a tower of a Jenga tower running. And I yeah, I, I think Kuntz is really interesting though. I, I, do you I, what do you think it was with the blocker? Sorry to interrupt you. He's a very much because he's so long. He just kind of shields guys off. Yeah. I don't think he's super physical, but he yeah. gets in the way and it works. Yeah. Uh, did you have a draftable on him? No, but like I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, they, they feed him the ball a lot too, which is a lot of fun. Uh, yes, they do. Uh, I I feel like the height kind of he he. he doesn't he's very wiry and he doesn't turn that well i think partially because of the height like he he's a straight he's not a gr- guy. yeah he's not a great run blocker he's not great after the catch he's kind of like a tree that timbers when you tackle him but big catch radius can win those 50 50 type balls does a good job kind of making plays over the middle just sitting down uh i have a, like a priority udfa grade on him and i think he's interesting yeah no i, I think that's fair i mean he, he's kind of like he's a lot like, like zach gentry who did get drafted few years ago by your Pittsburgh Steelers yeah he be, he's become a good blocker though yes yeah no Gentry's got more meat on him too and he's yeah he was a better blocker like at Michigan so I think uh for me the the thing that separated the Sunbelt from the other G5 so far is just the overall competency of the offensive linemen we've watched there's some like yeah I like I think my lowest rated dude here like we probably mentioned him if he was in a different conference. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, some good players here. Like I, I do have draftable. Uh, who I wonder who's your top guy is. My top guy is Cooper Hodges. Mine too, and that's that's my draftable grade. I I think there's a lot there with Cooper Hodges, who's uh, uh, App State's uh, right tackle at six foot three oh five. He's kind of got a funny, funny built him where he's got like that wide upper body but narrow lower half, and he can move. He can move. He can move good. And he does a very good job mirroring in pass protection. Yeah, I, I feel like his initial like kicks up there is like a little awkward. Like he's. But once he, you're right. But once once he he's kind of in front of a pass protection, yeah. you're not getting by. He's got very strong hands. Yeah, he's got good hands. He's got like that good functional strength. Um, you see, like in the run game, working to the second level and like. Like smooth hips on the second level, flipping and sealing. I like that. Like you said, strong Kick hands, it. good punch. Yep. Are you kidding? Like he's a guard in the NFL, though. Yeah, yeah. With that, especially with that bill, like that, like a guard in his own scheme. I could see that working big time. Someone watch. Yeah, I got he, like a, a late day three, but I, I think this is a developmental. Like I think he could take another step. And I think opposite him, Anderson Hardy, their left tackle is a yep. very interesting guy too. Where he's he's kind of tall and thin. Actually, kind of reminded me a bit of Max Mitchell at Louisiana last yeah, year. Yeah, he is kind of like that. Yeah, six six two ninety, plays high but moves really well in space. They're both so good in that zone running scheme. Yeah. Um, and this is why App State can just run the ball on he, anyone. He, These two in, in the running backs. He definitely needs more sand in his pants. Uh, yeah, and it, and it hurts him in pa- pass protection where 
He's yeah. playing high and he doesn't anchor all that well. Yeah. You can go through him, but he's such a good run blocker and he he moves so well in space. And uh, he just gets on the second level and can seal people off. Yeah. And uh, I I think that combo is really fun. Did you have a draftable on uh, on Hardy as well? I did. Okay. Yeah. I think I don't, but I I think he's like I can easily see the path there. Um. I I think him and also I I love Willie Lampkin. Willie Lampkin is so much so, fun. I I think Willie Lampkin's moving to center, which I think uh, which is a is, good thing. Oh, good. Yeah. Good move. Because obviously, when you watch him, the big thing is he's just so so much small. He's six one two eighty five, and I can get by that six one thing if he's gets himself up to I don't know two ninety five three hundred and yeah. he's a zone center. He, he looks thicker than, but I guess because he's short, you know. Yeah, he's probably shorter than six one, and he's probably he probably is the list weight, but it's because he's just you know <laughs> he's six foot flat or something. He's a very talented uh, run blocker. Yeah. Moves really well in space. He's very good on poles. Yeah, he's and especially in that really spread option player. scheme. Yeah. That spread option scheme, he's doing it so much too. Like just, I don't know, like yeah, and he's got that natural leverage and he uses it well. He's got that drive power at, at times. Yeah, I like that, like and in the past, bro, he's just kind of like that, that quick snatch winner, which I think is going to translate really well to, to being a center. Um, and like the, the feet aren't bad, especially for the interior. I, I do like Lampkin. The size is a huge question, but I think those are the top three three linemen here. Yeah. Um, so, do you have a draftable Lampkin? No, I don't. I don't. But I, I, I do like him. Those, those, I do like those three dudes quite a bit. And I do. Uh, I will say, like Travis Glover at Georgia State, similar to in in the Conference USA with Kadeem Telford. Yeah. Just that 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 size is really interesting. But opposite uh, Telford uh, is Glover's a, a powerful run blocker, six six three thirty. I think he gets to the second. I don't have a draftable on him. I'm just excited about what he could be. Uh, I think he climbs better than you expect for a 330-pound offensive lineman. Uh, and I, I think he's a very good run blocker. So I think that's a, another guy to watch. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, he's a big boy. I, I do think he's kind of like a sloppy mover in the past game, though. Like, not very balanced. I think he needs a lot of work there. Um, I thought I thought Troy's, like, Austin Stidham is just, like, pretty solid. He's like, just kind of, like, well-rounded uh, offensive lineman at 6'5", Like... I thought he was just pretty decent. Like it's a pretty good group. Uh, just headlined by Hodges. Yeah, and uh, I think Dalton Cooper at Texas State's even a little bit interesting. He's, he's a good athlete. He's not bad at all. No, it's a, it was a good group. Yeah, just I think I think by far like like you said, the worst guy might be the best guy in some of these other conferences. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, want to jump to the defensive side of the ball? Sure, go for it. We'll we'll start on the kind of the defensive line. I want to know what you think of Nick Hampton. So I didn't know where to put him because they got him listed as a as a linebacker, but he's an edge really. Um, yeah. I think Nick Hampton is is pretty fucking good. He's the best player in the conference. He, him and Grayson McCall. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I didn't really exp- like, I didn't really know much about him and threw it on six three two thirty five and. They got him listed, like, you know, we had him in the linebackers, but he's playing edge. Like, he's, like, he's a 3-4, you know, stand-up, and I, I don't know. He's, he's really interesting. Like, he's, like, he's just, he's really fucking quick. He's really, he's got those active, angry hands. I don't know if he, he uses them all too well yet, but I, I see the, the path, too, there. And I don't know, he's not, he's 235, but he's strong. He's not getting really outmatched by any of these tackles. Like, I think he's just, like, strong core. 
and then like you see the quickness and space to, to just like you know eat up the, the zone read and, and all the stuff like that you see plays where he's just knifing inside and disrupting the interior run um, and like just the quickness is just such a weapon when he's beating tackles and like he's got some bend in him and he's staying low through the quarterback and making making plays and I, I, I like him a lot and you see him like when they ask him to drop into coverage it looks pretty comfortable too I think that's a pretty like clear projection to to a three four SL linebacker, right? Edge. Yeah, big time. And I, I, I think um kind of he he's got the athleticism obviously to win off off the edge, but he's developed some pass rush plannery that a lot of guys at this level don't have. Yeah. And I, I, I wish he was a little bit bendier. But he plays his ass off, and he he can string together combo moves as a pass rusher. He, he's weird because he's not Benny, but he like he he plays he with can, such a good pad level. I, I, yeah, he does. He's he's a leverage king. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I would like to say I, he doesn't. I'd like to see him finish tackles better, like more consistently. Uh, yeah. His his play strength can use some work both as a tackler and sometimes as an edge setter. Yeah, I feel like he, he holds up pretty good against what he's playing against. We had projecting him to the NFL. I would see. Uh, yeah, I think him and McCall are the best two players in, the, in this whole conference. The, I mean, the big question with Hampton is simply, I think, like at two thirty five, is he going to hold up as a true edge in the NFL? I feel like he he can add to that frame though, like just good muscle. I can see the two fifty get to two fifty pretty easy. I don't know. Um. Yeah. He he's. Like, it's helpful that he's not, like, he doesn't lack, like, he's obviously not super long, but he doesn't lack length. No. No, he doesn't. I think Hampton watching him um, this year is going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm Of the guys we've talked about, like, that we've never really popped up before us, for us before, his development's going to be really interesting. And just, I mean, I think he's going to kick ass, though. Like, he's, he's probably going to win the Defense Player of the Year in the conference. Um, he's already super productive. Yeah, he he he's uh, he's and he's wearing that thirty one. He's uh, kind of the Will Anderson he's, of the conference. He's the G five Will Anderson, exactly. Do you defensive line wise? Do you have anybody else that you're interested I, in? I like Gerard Clark because he's just that big old hog in the middle at six four three thirty at Coastal. Um, he's just gonna eat the middle up, and I mean, you're looking for a nose tackle, um, you know, later undrafted type of dude, um, probably run down only, but has some like you know pocket pushability. I, I like I like Clark, and he's been he's been there for so long, and he's just been doing a solid job. Yeah, and he, he so he's a, he's a captain this year, and they do a good job not putting him in the game for a hundred snap. Like yeah, they use him as a true run defender, and he can push the pocket a tiny tiny bit if you're, uh, like if he happens to be out there. But he is a true nose tackle, just clog up space, let the guys behind him run. That's why those linebackers are so productive behind him. He holds the point so well. He does. Uh, I've I have a late uh, day three grade like. Yeah, he he's like that. Not not a guy you're playing on passing downs, but a guy who has a, a role in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean he's like I, I totally agree. He's also like not just a big you know wall. Like he, he he's got a little bit of movement to him. Like he's got some tackle range in there, and he's he's a pretty good player. Like and he again he's been so cons- so consistent and doing it for a long time. Um. What did you think of your boy Zion Hill? Zion Hill's a good football player. I don't have a dra- d- draftable grade on him, but he is really, really disruptive. I, I agree. If he was, like, 20 pounds heavier, he'd be a lot more interesting. Just yeah. 274 as a defensive tackle. But, man, he can he can be a disruptive player with that get-off and the quickness. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, quick one thing, one last thing about Clark. Like, like similar to where we saw the with Kyrus Tonga last year, like where you know late pick, seventh round, coming in, but playing good snaps for the Bears. Kind of, kind of see a similar path there, but he's probably probably a bit of a better football player. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I like Tonga. Um, yeah, one at 283, it's a little, little light. 274 now. Two, ooh, okay. Uh, linebackers. Did you have any draftables? Anyone you want to talk about? Uh, no. Other than Anthony uh, Marshall is, is just a fucking tiny tackle machine, and he's already a CFL Hall of Famer. Who is Marshall? Martial? I never said no to say his name. Troy. Oh, I thought I thought it was Martial. That's why I got confused. And I thought I, I didn't watch him. I always thought it was Martial, but then I'm looking at him, it's it's, it's got to be. I Marshall. guess it could be Carlton Marshall. Yeah. Martial. Yeah, he's he's got a chance to break the FBS tackle record. Yeah, he's five nine two ten, stud. And and honestly, like if you just lately, like he's a legitimately good linebacker. He's just so small. He is. <laughs> he is good. So my question to you with him is, can he make it in the NFL as a as an undrafted safety? You just play specials. Maybe, but why why do that when you can go to the CFL and be a Hall of Famer? Be the best CFL linebacker in the history. Yeah, I, I he's think, really he's really fun though. He is. I think there's something to Trey Cobb. I don't think he made a, a leap last year. I like to see him no. kind of step up. He's another like a little undersized. He's a physical but, player. Yeah, and he's like slippery and quick. Like he's definitely a good football player. I just I want to see another step for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, defensive backs. Uh, you still you still in love with your guy Stephen Gilmore? Okay, I'm so confused about how tall Stephen Gilmore is. Do they have listed like six two? They have him listed at 6'2", and I know six, he isn't 6'2". Six, two. And then other places, he's listed at 5'10". And then's the biggest discrepancy I've ever seen. I, he's, they list him at 6'2", 169. I think he's like 5'10", 5'11". Yeah, he definitely, he definitely Cause is. Because he, he, he's a feisty nickel in the NFL. And yeah. I do still like him. I, I, I like him as, as a kind of this press man, feisty-ass nickel. I think he's got good feet. Ball skills are the worry. He, he needs to get his head around, man. <laughs> if he can't get his, like, he's either pass interfering or the ball's, like, hitting him. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he's flashing, like, some click and close. And, like, he had that, like, uh, what game was it? A couple, I think it was the 2020. That really nice interception. Like, his hands are good. It's just he's got to get his head around. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's I think, uh, a potentially draftable player, though. I, so. Yeah. Um, do Jordan Strong... Wasn't as impactful last year. Yeah, that you know that, that the year before he was like closing games with picks and making a bunch of big plays. I think he's a good athlete who just needs so much refinement. Yeah, it's like like he's okay, super senior now. I, I don't know. Um, Derek Canteen coming back from the injury. He only played two years, and what he led the FBS in picks though the one year before, right? So I, I'm not sure about him, but coming back is gonna be interesting. Uh, anyone else you really want to talk about, corner? Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, where Stephen Gilmore's is kind of this press man guy. Canteen's good on the off zone, but, yeah, he was all injured yeah. last year. Yeah. I also think Stephen Jones at App State's really fun. He's because what, yeah, go ahead. Just, just, he, he gets burned constantly. Yeah, he's, he does. <laughs> he's so – he's very physical and feisty. He's a good tackler. He's, like, well put together, too. Uh, I feel like he's bigger than his listed size or just, just really built. Um, no, I, I think he's a good football player. Just the the big plays scare you. Um, did you like any of these safeties? Not particularly. How about you? No, I thought the old Dominion guy, Retarian Johnson, was the most interesting. But other than that, no, I you know what? I was kind of I don't I don't know. I was a little bit disappointed with the, the outside of Nick Hampton and Gerald Clark. The defensive side of the ball was not great, mm-hmm. but I it's not a conference dome for it, I guess. 
No, it's not. But no, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, but but Hampton's really fucking good, so it makes up for it, I think. Yeah, it does. Um, before we we get to the uh, rest of the show, uh, is who's your highest rated offensive prospect? Is it Grayson McCall? It's McCall, yeah, and then and then okay. followed by the backs. Very close. Okay. Okay. And then Hodge Hodges after that. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sunbelt champ. I am just going to go with the best quarterback. I I think it's really tough because I think it's going to come down between Coastal and App State. Unfortunately, they can't meet in the championship. So. Well, the, the, the East is just so much better in it's, general. It's loaded. I feel like, like – Yeah. I would argue Marshall's got a chance to – App State, Coastal, Georgia State, and Marshall are four of the best five teams in the Sun Belt. I feel like – yeah, I feel like all of them would win the West. Well, I mean – I, I still think ULL is going to win the West because they're they they're, 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 they're the ULL. Like, they're just so consistent, even without uh, the GOAT leaving going to Gainesville. But I'm going to lean on quarterback. I'm going to go with Coastal. I'm going to go with Chadwell, even though I think top to bottom App State's probably more talented. But I'm going to go Coastal over, over Louisiana. So I got App State uh, mainly because I just think the offensive line – they, because they, they've offensively they've got the offensive line they've got a veteran quarterback they got two of the best running backs of the conference defensively they got the best player in the the conference yeah um i just think they'll be more disruptive on defense there's a lot of turnover on that coastal defense uh and then on offense they're both both teams are pretty sound in what they do um so i give it the edge because of the app state defense at offensive I, line I, that's very fair i UNC goes but, to Boone this year, and I feel like that's a I big know. old trap game. I don't know why any stupid team that's trying to be a top twenty, but whatever. It was planned ten years ago, probably. Uh, and then Louisiana, I do think takes a step back, but because like the their biggest challenger is South Alabama, who they, I think I think makes a, a step up, but they not will enough, not enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, like I think similar to what we were saying about UAB, like they'll. With Michael Dizormo, uh, yeah. keeping continuity by hiring him, like I don't think there's going to be a major drop off. Like I still think they win eight games, but I do think he he he's a solid long term bet to continuously win that West. Yeah, I mean, but it, there's yeah until until Womax or gang his dudes in, you know. Yeah, and, and and the other thing is like Louisiana loses offensive, their multiple offensive linemen. Yeah. Both to the NFL and to the SEC, and then they also lost the Like, there's a, a good, they're vulnerable, but push comes to shove, you're you're, you're not going to lay money on anyone else. I don't think. Yeah, I th- like Kane Womack needs one more year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunbelt offensive player of the year, Grayson McCall. Yeah, for sure. Defense player of the year, Nick Hampton. Yeah, really easy picks for this one. Yeah, yeah, and then town of the week had to be uh, the newest member. Of the Sun Belt. Harrisonburg, Virginia, home to the James Madison Dukes. Good picks. I don't know a lot about Harrisonburg, Rob. You're about to. Thank you. Stadium, Bridgeforth Stadium, which opened in 1975 with a capacity of 24,877. They play on Zane Shoker Field, which is named for a, some some benefactor. Uh, population of uh, Harrisonburg, 53,588. Some notable alumni, Ben DiNucci. Of course. Charles Haley. Who? S- Scott Norwood. Oh, no. Glennon Doyle, who is, she's an author. Uh, Christina Tozzi, who's a master chef judge. And uh, Butch Taylor of the Dave Matthews Band. 
Ah, of course. One of the great members of uh, DMV. So now notable people from Harrisonburg. Del Curry. Sick. Just all of Old Crow Medicine Show, I guess. Uh, Akeem Jordan. Ralph Sampson. And Paige Dunlop, who won the Women's NCAA Golf Championship at Florida. Should have went to JMU. JMU, not a golf school, I guess. Uh, things to do in Harrisonburg. The White Oak Lavender Farm and the Purple Wolf Vineyard. That's one one name. <laughs> I like how the lavender one is white, but the vineyard is purple. Edith J. Carrier Arbor- Arboretum. Arbitorium? But it's not spelled arb. It's arboretum. That's what they call it in Virginia. Okay. Also, there's so many museums in Harrisonburg. Mm, the museum capital of uh, Virginia. Explore more Discovery Museum, Virginia Quilt Museum, uh, Rolling Hills Antique Mall, which sounds that like sounds it should cool. be a museum. That sounds cool. The Mineral Museum. The Harrisonburg Fire Department Museum. I left off the rest of the museums, uh-huh. uh, but we've also got Back Home on the Farm. I don't know what that means, but it's a place. Uh, the Friendly Fermenter, which I just thought was a good name. And finally, Harper's Statuary and Water Gardens. And by the picture, it just looked like a place that sells statues. And Water Gardens. Yeah, I guess. So uh, join us next week when we get into our final G5, maybe it's the Power 6 conference, with the American, who's losing all their good schools but stealing all of Conference USA's good ones, so it's okay.